So, Israel, uh, that episode with Jocko about sticking to your guns and doing it right the first time, that one was another great one. So I think that in life, a lot of times we have these doubts. And when we, when we see other individuals as young guys, when we hear a lot of the, you know, the old heads and more experienced seasoned veterans, they always tell us to, you know, follow your first mind, follow your passion. But there's another side of the conversation where people ask you, what's like the one thing you could or would change or would do? And for me, this episode, my, one of my major takeaways was that it's if you're not doing what you know is right, what you feel is right in your heart, you're going to be very, how would I say this? Uh, you have an empty void in your life. And I think most people can attest to that to where when they go against what their heart is telling them or what their first mind is telling them, it feels terrible. And I think that just from a personal you know, opinion is that I, you know, your life is in your hands. And even if following your own first mind and your heart is a wrong thing to do, it's something that you have to learn on a trial by fire basis. And once you get it wrong and learn for yourself, I think the lesson that you get is far more valuable than just doing what somebody else tells you to do mm -hmm. just because they think it's the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I'd like to add a, maybe a point of clarif clarification on listening to this podcast. Maybe think about a couple of different things. So a lot of people tell you, quote-unquote, what the right thing to do is. But my question that I want to ask you is, are these people even in the right positions to talk to you about whether or not what's the right thing for you? Because what's the right thing in their mind for you may be the wrong thing for you. And so that's like one question I've been trying to think about is when he said, the path less travel is often going to be the right thing to do. And so if there's a harder option, the harder route, it's probably going to be the one that you want to take. And that brings me to the, my following point is that we should leverage mentors and people with more experience than us when making decisions. We don't want to be foolhardy and we don't want to be reckless. At the same time, we need to have enough enough skin to think about what actually makes sense for our lives and, and to portray ourselves in the future, thinking whether or not we will have found a sense of fulfillment, purpose, and happiness. The issue, though, that comes with that is when you stick to your guns, you can get burnt. You can get burnt very bad. And to your point, and the, 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 the Navy SEAL also mentioned that, he said you learn something. You get better. And it's almost like pressure that forms diamonds. I have two things wrong for me with this thought process. Number one, if this way of thinking, remember, he's a Navy SEAL. This way of thinking doesn't apply to most people. 
most people, instead of forming under pressure like diamond, they bend and break under pressure like metal, like iron. And so you have to really know yourself mentally if you're even up for that task. Because that way of thinking is very dangerous because you have to assume the potential risk and consequences that come along with that. My second thing that I have to share on that is if you do get burnt or if something goes wrong, most people will never actually take the time to get to the bottom of the root of the issue and actually learn the lesson they need to learn. I mean, I can elaborate on my personal life, but oftentimes when, when things go bad and we have to assume the consequence, a couple of things happen. One, we shift the blame to other people. Oh my gosh, I didn't make it because so-and-so ratted me out. So-and-so did me wrong. Two, if only the circumstances had been better, if only the economy had been better, if, if only I, I'd gotten the job, the gig. Three, people now, when they're not deflecting onto others, they're not taking accountability either. It's not my fault that I'm where I am. I did everything I could. Four, people actually don't take the time to understand that the real issue is usually tied with a sense of pride and arrogance that, in, that prohibited them to make better decisions. And that's a fact. That's a fact that when you are so confident that you are ready to run into the fire, you get burnt. You don't want to say it's because you were certain you're gonna you're you're gonna succeed and you failed. No, you're gonna say it's uh wasn't my fault. I did everything I could. And on top of that, the whole point for me of going through the fire and coming out stronger on the other side is to realize that something with you is wrong. What is that something? And that something usually isn't a matter of surface level issue. That issue usually resonates on the inside, at the root of your soul, at the bottom of your core. People don't do that. So I think that what the Navy SEAL and Jocko shared about they are right, but it's not that simple. And what they're talking about doesn't even apply to 98% of the population. It applies to the 1% of people who are truly special, not because of their special abilities or qualities, but because of the way they think. And so that for me is the danger in that video is someone who's normal, who's average, quote unquote, who's content, who's satisfied, or someone who's arrogant, foolhardy, lacks wisdom, lacks mentors. Someone watching that video will not understand the true message hidden behind those almost generic words. 
when I watched the video, I'm like, dude, I could have, I, I could have, if, if that's all you can tell me after spending 25 years in the Navy SEAL, I, I could have told you that myself. And I'm 26. <laughs> but mm-hmm. the underlying message that that gentleman was trying to say is you have to strengthen your mindset. He gave the example of his platoon when everyone else, even if his platoon mates want to break because they work so hard, they have no choice. They cannot take a break. They got to keep doing what they're doing because that's the only thing that they know how to do. And that for me is the secret to what he was trying to say when he was sticking to your guns. It's more like sticking to a high sense of accountability for yourself, for your action, a level of discipline and consistency, second to none, and the willingness and ability to overcome very difficult situations, even if you get burnt or even if you are in near-death experiences. So, those are my initial thoughts on the on the video. Yeah, I did. That was um, very insightful. I think to the first point, just about the people being qualified mentors, I think in many cases, especially in your youth kind of growing up, there's a lot of people who are trying to give you advice, and there's a conflict of interest mm-hmm. at place. Yes. The first one is the teachers. Your teachers are telling you, quote unquote, how to be successful, but They've never actually been out in the, you want to say, the actual capitalistic world. They live in a world of academia, which is almost separate from the world of business, Mm -hmm. right? Business and corporate America. And kind of the problem in the second, well, the second aspect of that is going to be then your parents, right? So your parents have an obligation to make sure that you are protected at all times. But the flip side of that coin is that they also have to make sure that you are prepared to deal with the real world and that everybody is not your mommy and your daddy and that you are going to have to put up with some things that suck. It's going to be a matter of put up or shut up at some point or sometime in your life. And so to that first point, the way you decipher or you can just tell the difference between who's qualified and who isn't is you can, you know, just kind of look at their qualifications, right? But it's just a matter of, you know, you just got to go through that process. It's going to see who's right, who's wrong. Let's have like a big volume of the right people. Because if you're trying to get everything perfect or you only want to take advice from one or two people, that's the biggest mistake. In life, you have to get a broad range of perspectives as early and as fast as you can that once you are in a position to, you know, take control of your life, you have enough experience to say, hey, this is what I agree with, is what I believe in, and I'm going to go forward with this right here. Mm-hmm. To your... Oh, go I'll, 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 I got a thought on that. That's a great point. Please don't, don't forget what you're going to say following up to the second point. I agree with you. I think that's where some people do mess up, however is they try to rush through different philosophies. 
different ways of approaching life and they don't actually take the time to investigate and build a sturdy foundation. They build their foundation on wishy-washy, goody-feely, train of thoughts, philosophies that are very common now. Good energies, good vibes type deal. And their foundation is cracked. Not only is it cracked, but now they quote-unquote are so open-minded to a lot of different things, they're confused about how they see the world because they can't even really formulate a singular thought process that leads the way they live life. That also applies, by the way, to any professional situation. If you don't have a firm sense of identity who you are and you're always trying to appeal to people, you're always trying to make people like you, you're always trying to be the good guy, good girl, put in the extra hours, you're going to be shattered on. I mean, there's no other way to put it. There isn't even a better word to say. Maybe I can say you are going to suffocate, but that's the reality. And so I mm-hmm. do agree with you that you need to be open-minded and you need to find a broad range of perspective, a broad range of mentors. But I would argue even before going in that process, we got to make sure that we actually have a foundation we can build upon. Because without that foundation, we can build an amazing house that can come crashing down at the first sight of the wind. So, agree with you completely. Um, but this is just, I guess, a caveat personally that I would also consider as well. Yeah, I think to that point is that we're in a time and place where facts no longer matter. It's about feelings coming first. And definitely, definitely. That's, um, I mean, we can even hit on that in another episode. Right. But no, I, that's, that's definitely like a very crucial aspect mm-hmm. of just finding qualified mentors is that you need to be able to take criticism, plain and simple, constructive feedback. If you take everything personal and you're getting mentor from somebody who's going to brown nose you, make you feel better, tell you everything you want to hear, you're not going to get the lesson. And then to the Navy SEALs case, yeah, you're right. Everybody's not a Navy SEAL. Everybody does not have that sense of accountability, right? Yeah. And that message is going to fly by plenty of people's heads. It's like, ah, eh, the stakes aren't that high. It's not life or death. But the reality is that in life, you know, we're kind of primed to, you know, take on the things that are most urgent, mm-hmm. right? But the problem with that is that we are in a, well, I won't say the problem, this is the, the double-edged sword, is that we have the blessings of liberty to not have to worry about so many different things. But what happens oftentimes in life is that we wait until times get so terrible to finally finally react. And by that time, it's too late because life, you have to be proactive, not reactive. Because reactive is an animal that does not even know his existence on this planet. Mm. They're just searching for food, water, sex, sleep, repeat, rinse, repeat, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. And that's a position you don't want to be in in the 21st century. That is, and what the, the main point, you know, trying to draw full circle is that 
advice from people that will not tell you like it is, you know, call a spade a spade, that is very dangerous. And like you said, plenty of people will miss the message. And I think that's also dangerous, not just for your community, your church family, your country, your state, but just society as a whole. Because if we have a, a population of people that don't that can't agree upon the facts, then where are we going? And so qualified mentors, one way to be able to decipher who's who is that who is somebody that is actually going to push you and make you feel uncomfortable? So, hey, look, like, you're doing great, but you kind of suck. Like, no other way to put it. Right? Mm -hmm. And to the the next point you had said about uh, people shifting the blame, and it, it's, it really just carries right on over, is that <clears throat> if you don't necessarily take accountability for your own actions, then it's, you're pretty much leading yourself down just a, a downward hill <clears throat> of going nowhere fast. And that's also a mistake. That's also leading you to what? Just a path of like abyss. And the thing about going through that process, like you said, is that you want to realize that something is wrong with you. And you have to get to that point in life to where you have something wrong with you. Because if you think that you're just, you know, the best, you have all this pride, you have all this arrogance, you can't be touched, you have a degree, or whatever your business card says, VP, whatever the case is, you have two options, get humbled or be humbled. Now, it's better to be humbled through training and through a process rather than have life come and discipline you. Because mm -hmm. by that time, I mean, you're caught with your pants down. <laughs> and so you're fighting this uphill battle on ice skates. Right. And so, I mean, everything you said is very important. And I think that for the listeners, the takeaway, a take, you know, one potential takeaway is that you got to get real with yourself. And that if you think that, oh, based on my skill set, I'm about an eight out of 10. Nine out of ten, you are sadly mistaken. Like, or when you, I even when, heard people say ten out of ten. When you think about it, bro, if I'm being real with you, most people suck. I'm not. I'm not, not even kidding. Most people will never be anything more than average, and their life would have been useless, pointless. Here's here's what here's what gets me personally, and why. I choose to believe in a God, a superpower. I choose to believe in purpose because it helps me, whether I'm wrong or not. I know there are listeners that are not faith-focused, and I respect their views, but and this isn't a political nor religious platform. However, to give it my all, knowing that it doesn't matter, it doesn't mean anything, it's hard. The hard work we're putting in right now without a sense of purpose, without a sense of almost ordained divine, and this is all pointless. Like This is why I feel like a lot of people just go through life, go through the cycle, just get through it, 
enjoy life with in the minimal amount of sense, aka chasing money, chasing women, chasing material possessions. Why? Because people suck. People are average. When you when you think about the fact that we are at, we are mammals and that we, we share many different traits with animals, but obviously we have certain traits that elevate us in the in the in the food chain. You look at animals. What do they? What what do they? What do they want to do when when they live their lives? They just want to be normal animals, having the ability to reproduce, as you mentioned, eat, sleep, and minimize their risk in their environment, and seeking protection. How is that different than most people now? Most people now don't even care about introspecting and trying to find out. Why the hell am I here on this earth? What's my purpose? Why am I in this job? Is this job being a building block to where I see myself in life? I guarantee you, you ask 10 people today, right now, that you know in your circle, why you're on this earth? What's your purpose? Where are you going? I would be surprised if you'd get more than two people to answer that question legitimately. And so when you got a population that sucks, I mean, quite frankly, it's at the same time refreshing because it means that anyone at any point in time can elevate with a minimum of effort, a minimum of discipline, a minimum of consistency, a minimum of mindset shift. Anyone can be great. David Goggins said it best. It's easy to be great nowadays because everyone is freaking weak. That leaks into everything you said from finding the right mentors to getting the right feedback and criticism to understanding the foundational principles of what should guide your life and building on that to admitting that you're not great and actually working on very, very important qualities such as humility, meekness, you know, self-control. These are all things that nobody wants to put the time in. And so for me, it's kind of like black and white. And I just, I just realized from watching that video that this video isn't applicable to 98% of the listeners watching it. And I realized that towards the end of the video, because I'm like, man, most people watching this video, liking this video, are going to like the video, go right back to the piece of dump, the piece of trash that they live in. And you know what? They don't even realize it because they've been so accustomed to the filth, to the dirt, to the smell of it, that for them it's normal. For them, it's normal, and that video is just as if, like, someone had passed along, dropped a nice plate of food for them for that day, they ate it up, and then they forgot it, and they went right back to their vomit, right back to their trash. Never to be seen anymore, forgotten about everything they just heard. That's why I don't personally believe in motivation as much anymore. I mean, I used to be big on motivation 
motivating people, doing this and doing that, which is great. I'm not saying that, but how can you motivate people who don't even have the drive for themselves? How, look, you can motivate people feel better temporarily, almost elevating you to a higher platform and having people look up to you. Yes, that is 100% possible. But motivation is not the same as creating a sense of drive in people. And like that's what I'm interested in doing. How do we encourage people not only to get off their asses, how do we encourage people to be driven to make a change in their lives? That's hard. And to do that, you need to hit the very core of human existence. And that goes well beyond corporate America, well beyond family, well beyond politics, well beyond individual qualities. And that hits to the bottom of our DNA of what makes us human and what separates us from the monkeys. And uh, that's hard task to do. But to your point, the first step is obviously being honest with yourself and admitting that you suck and that there's a problem. And from there on, you can start working towards a solution. Yeah, definitely wholeheartedly agree. So part of there was two things that I kind of took from that. And like you said about the people that, you know, essentially aren't up to par. So part of what our job is as, you know, responsible citizens and, you know, productive members of society is that there is this 80-20 dynamic. It's a, you know, an economist, it's Pareto's law, right? And so for us, if we're in this mindset, right? So you want to hang around those 20%, those top 20, and really the top 10, top five, that gives you the most leverage that you can build upon for your own network. So therefore, you are, you know, leveraging their skills, their, you know, expertise, their mindsets, their families, and all of that to build a better, better life for yourself and for your own family. Because you don't want your kids to take on the minds of the masses. Because then your lineage is you built this, this, you know, this empire, this legacy, only to see it all destroyed. Mm -hmm. They say that most generations that or families that become wealthy, they don't last past two generations. And part of the problem mm -hmm. with that is there is a saying is that give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. Most people simply don't want to go through that process of the basics and fundamentals to be taught and go through the mud and come out on the other end being prosperous. It's like everybody wants that 10-day fix, 30-minute abs, the 30-minute this, the 10-minute that, the one-week this, the one year, well, the one year is too long. But everything <laughs> has to be short and simple to where if you think about it, so as millennials, we're on, you know, you know, almost we're playing both sides of the fence to whereas we – you know, we grew up with technology, but we weren't born with technology, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And there's the one of the major concerns is that there's essentially now almost two generations now, the ones born after 2002 and the ones born post, you know, 2018, where all they know is instant gratification. And if obviously the children are our future, we are not empowering them 
to be productive members of society. Mm-hmm. We're almost leading them into a vortex, a black hole, to where we're going nowhere fast, right? And, you know, one of the main things for people to, you know, to potentially realize is that giving a man or a woman anything does them no justice. It's better off to teach that person and go through that process of learning. And, you know, the sad reality is that where we are at currently is that most people simply don't care and they don't want to know and they don't want to be better. And it's like, if you're in that top 5% of people that are movers and shakers that get things done, that, you know, believe in a higher power, whatever the case may be, is that if you have a mission and a purpose and you have direction in your life, it is your obligation, your duty to stand up and lead. Because you cannot let the other side, the misguided side, the masses, the majority, make decisions that affect your livelihood not just of yourself, but of the people in your city, your county, your state, your country, and in this planet. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really, if you take a step back and take a bird's eye view of everything that's gone on, let's just take this country from you know the 70s until now, it's just like, wait a second, what happened to our, our, our education mm. system? How, you know... And it's interesting because we look at, and even the mindsets of kids, right? So kids mm-hmm. always, they obviously fight in schools and all that. But when did it become to where kids are bringing shotguns to schools and blowing their teachers' brains out? And we're making the excuse that growing up in poverty is just so challenging. I mean, I simply can't make, I, I mean, there, there can't be an excuse for that. Like, if we take a look at living in this country, America, right now, right? Most people have access to Wi-Fi, two cars in the driveway, and most people are overweight, right? Now, if we go to a third world country, to just be overweight and be, you know, in poverty is almost like, wait a second, you're actually rich. You can afford to overeat. (laughs) Right. Like, what's going on here, right? And it's like, a lot of times we don't know what we have until we don't have it. Mm-hmm. But that's the problem. We cannot be in this reactive state of wait until hell and high water comes and say, oh my God, it's time to build this ark. It's like, hey, it's already flooding. Like, <laughs> you should have been building last year, last fall. You can't wait until the tsunami comes and say, hey, we got to jump on a plane and get out of here. Yeah. It's too late. Yeah. And it's like, you have to be proactive. And being in that mindset already of the top 5%, you need to surround yourself with more 5%ers or more top, you know, top producers, build that network and lead. Because people, they need, they need the, the, the real information real guidance because there's so much out there that is misleading people and it's a shame i mean it's short-sighted and it's effective but the the strategies out there but it's like in the long term the long play if we look at our actions and it's like is what i'm doing today is this going to benefit the kids or myself 
5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 100 years from now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we need to have some sort of consensus on having a long-term view on many things. Of course, what's right in front of us is right in front of us. But let's also be mindful of the long-term things in mind. And obviously, one of those things is um, like education, in the, especially in the inner cities. It's like if we, you know, we take a look at how we even, you know, attract talent to the field is that we make it hard for good people to be teachers because, A, we don't pay them enough. And then, B, there's so much bureaucracy to where you can't get anything done. And those young people coming in with the heart of gold burn out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Br- bringing everything full circle is just that you have to, as an individual, if you are already on this path, you're already in business, you're a professional world, everything is good to go, action step is just surround yourself with more people that are in that, you know, that top mindset. And to do that, you got to scrub the four corners of planet Earth mm-hmm. because it's only a limited amount of people like you. And then educate, teach, and just disseminate all that information. If you're on the other side of that ideology, within the first step, it's just realizing, taking an inventory of where you are and just shutting everything off and saying, who, who am I really? What am I really here for? Close the laptop, turn off the cell phone, turn off the TV, turn off, you know, CNN, the Washington Post, the New York Times, like cut all of that out for at least a day and just say, who am I? Like, really? My entire life can't be Instagram, but just saying, who am I? And it's going to suck. It's painful. It is not easy coming from you've been groomed and raised to punt your problems to the other side of the field and wait till high water comes to react to now all of a sudden taking inventory of who you are as a man or a woman and being accountable for yourself. It is going to suck for at least a year. Mm-hmm. But you got to go through it. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of cliche sayings out there. What comes easy doesn't last long, and what lasts long doesn't come easy. Yep. The blue the blueprint has, has been laid out. Just a matter of are you willing to go through that trial and error? Yeah. One hundred agree. One hundred percent agree with you. And so I personally feel that to kind of tie off everything between what the Jocko Willing podcast was saying and and what we're trying to say is it's important to build a foundation, a reliable foundation that you can take with you into whatever you want to do in life, whether it is professional for you to be real with yourself. And it is important for you to then go out of your way to find your truth, your personal truth. And I think that when you find that truth for yourself, you can stick with that gun. Because 
truth is one of the only things that are timeless. It doesn't change. Based on time, it remains constant. And I believe that that Navy SEAL found his truth. That gave him the power to persevere and to stick to his gun. Dude, that's yeah, definitely. I, I think you tied the bow on that. That's. I don't have any other further comments, but that. I mean, that summed up everything. He found. Like there is a, there are truths out there, and this Navy SEAL was able to find. Hmm. His truth. Stick to the gun. Truth, and stick to the gun, and. You know, as as that relates to people listening is that if there's something in your heart's desire that you want to do that you may know or feel is right stick to your gun you're going to get criticized whatever side of the you know the, the tracks you are but it's just a process you have to go through. you have to get that feedback you can't be afraid of um, being attacked is going to happen. It's actually a great time to reflect on your ideology, on who you are. And by putting yourself out there and exposing yourself to the community, telling you, hey, you're wrong. But no, I don't have any other further well, that's, thoughts. That's I mean, you can tie all I have as well. I, I hope that our audience enjoyed this episode and we are more than excited to get back on next week we do should be very fun and interesting and so thank you thank you for everyone for tuning in and we will see you next week